Good morning and welcome to the Utopian Cafe. It's Friday, October 8th. As always, we have Stan Phillips here. Uh, Stan is our uh, regular guest on Fridays, and uh, we're going to get to Stan here shortly. But uh, we're going to, as you guys probably saw earlier this morning, we announced uh, all the start times for the two series that are kicking off tomorrow. We have come down to our final four in the Utopian Baseball Universe. We call it the table. We've got the Toronto Blue Jays versus the Atlanta Braves and the Cincinnati Reds versus the San Diego Padres. So game times have been posted. Uh, Saturday's games will be at 8 a.m. Braves at Blue Jays. Blue Jays took two of three from the Braves uh, earlier this season. So the Blue Jays have home field in this series. And then at 3 o'clock Saturday, we got Reds Padres. Reds have home field. They took two or three uh, in April. And then Sunday's games, we have at 11 a.m. Reds Padres. And then 6.30 uh, p.m. Sunday, Braves Blue Jays. I got I to gotta make sure that I'm making time for the NFL that day. So uh, the NFL takes a little bit of precedence on the Sundays. Uh, but that's, that's it. We're down to the final four. Blue Jays, Braves. Reds and Padres, uh, we have a, a one in four chance that we're getting a rematch from last year. So Stan Phillips, welcome. Good morning. Thank you, Joey. Uh, quick question. Uh, I'm not sure if this has ever been answered. Why do you call the final four the table? Um, I just, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be different. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to do, um, in regards to the Utopian Baseball Universe, is try to uh, not use any of the same verbiage that uh, other sports do. Like, you know, I don't I don't have a Cy Young Award winner. I just say most valuable pitcher. Um, I don't have a World Series. I have a Utopian Championship Series. I didn't want to use Final Four because everyone, it seems like, uses that now. Uh, how I came up with the table was, I think I was hungry that day. <laughs> I was probably sitting at a table, and uh, I don't know. Well, I just liked. Well, my theory was it's like when people played Beatles albums backwards to get the clues and everything. I was thinking about that because every day I'm reading about the table, the table, the table. So I'm saying, okay, why is it the table? Is it because the table has four legs? Is because you have things branched out geographically, so each table is pointing corner to table points to a different direction geography wise. So I was coming up with all these concepts, and I thought maybe I nailed one of them so far, but as a creative genius usually does, it just popped into your head, I guess. Well, the, to be honest, the, the four-leg thing did pop into my head after I came up with it, but that wasn't one of the reasons. I think it was just uh, just imagining if, you know, if each team was, uh, uh, you know, let, let's say you have a reservation at a nice restaurant, and, and uh, you have these four teams that have worked uh, – all year to get here, and now they've they've earned, uh, you know, in my head, just like a a spot at this, you know, prestigious table. So um, I'm not exactly sure again what brought it on, but as I was just saying things out loud, like All right, what sounds good here, uh, I don't want to, you know, again, I don't want to say Final Four. Um, what would be unique? What isn't being used? And as I would say it. Uh, in, you know, I guess promos in my head saying like, all right, the Blue Jays are at the table awaiting 
you know, another team. I, it, it just made sense. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully one day it sticks. And, and when people think of that phrase, they think of the, the last four teams in the utopian baseball universe. But, uh, the one thing I'm not crazy about is, uh, in, in the previous round, the division championship series, uh, each one had, you know, particular branding. So, you know, Braves and Bulls was the South division, Reds and Indians North. And then once I get to this round, I just refer to the entire round as the table. So uh, the way I would, uh, you know, I guess market it tomorrow is say, okay, Braves and Bulls at the table, or or Braves and Blue Jays at the table, 8 a.m., Reds and Padres at the table, 3 o'clock. But I don't know. I mean, some people have told me they liked it. Some people have said, I don't don't get it. But, um, yeah, nothing real. or no real big reason other than I just like, uh, I guess, how it sounded uh, coming out of my head. No, it's cool. Once it sticks in your mind, you're going to think about it. And I guess you're invited to the table if you're one of the four best teams, too. So exactly. I, I like it. I like it. It'll catch. You just have to, you know, stick with it all these years and people will catch on with it. I like it. I actually do like it. And it made me think, why is it the table? So it's got some mystique behind it. it. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's unique because last year we had uh, the the four teams that made the table last year were all, uh, I guess, what would you what you would consider original major league teams. Uh, you know, one of the original sixteen: Yankees, Reds, Dodgers, and Braves. And this year, uh, the Braves and Reds are back. They were our championship series last year, so we have a a chance to see that again. But uh, it is kind of refreshing uh, to see two expansion teams join them: the Toronto Blue Jays, who joined the league in 77 and then the Padres I think I think joined the league in 69 um if I'm not mistaken so uh yeah it's going to be fun um there's actually a gentleman in this group uh back in March when we were doing all of our uh, uh, team preview shows and I think I'm remembering this correctly and I was asking people like uh, you know as they were coming in who are your favorite teams who are you rooting for and there's a gentleman named Al Harvey, and I believe his two favorite teams are the Blue Jays and Padres. And uh, yesterday he was like, oh, Blue Jays-Padres would be perfect. So we know at least one member of the universe is rooting for that. Um, I think we're going to have a, a handful of people that want to see the rematch because uh, the Braves won it last year, but the Reds were the top team in the universe this year. Unfinished business. Um, I I, I think either way, I actually, in my head, I was imagining all four, and I think uh, all four possible matchups uh, bring intrigue uh, to it. So uh, we've actually grown the group uh, uh, in the last just couple days by 11 people. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe the buzz is out. Uh, the fact that you can see every inning on the on the on the network, uh, the simulcast between Facebook and YouTube. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Uh, I don't know. Did you catch any of the, the action on Wednesday, Sam? I wanted to, but Wednesday was just a horror show for me, <laughs> work-wise. Uh, it's, it's been a rough week, so I've just been following the updates. I wish I could have, and one day I hope to maybe go back in some of the YouTube. I know it's all archived on YouTube and check some of that out. Just that when it rains, it pours for me. But it's not because I didn't want to. I did want to. But like I said, the beauty of this is it is archived. And if I did want to watch it, it's there for me. So 
didn't mean to disappoint you on that respect. My heart was there, but I just couldn't be there physically. So, but I hope I hope to check some of it out. Well, Wednesday, I mean, you can actually hear it in my voice. My voice cracks pretty much at the end of both games. Wednesday was without a doubt. Uh, the most exciting day we've ever presented here in the universe. It was the game five, uh, the deciding game between the Indians and Reds, and then game four between Durham and Atlanta. So as Stan mentioned, both games are archived. If you're new to the group or haven't seen it yet or have watched it already, uh, my, my friend Richie Lunt will agree both games were just unbelievable. And, you know, they're not full three-hour games. You can probably watch each in about 40 minutes. Um, I think one of them went 11 innings. The other just uh, was just dripping in drama. And uh, hopefully we see a lot more of that, again, as the Braves and Blue Jays and the Reds and Padres start their series tomorrow. Game 1, 8 a.m., Braves and Blue Jays, and uh, 3 o'clock, uh, Saturday. The times for the the table series are going to fluctuate uh, based on you know work, and I have a wedding this weekend. But once the championship starts, all of those games will be at seven thirty Eastern uh, when that series starts. And I, I don't have the exact date in front of me, um, but everything should wrap up by about October twenty seventh or so. Yeah, I did see your video spots on your Facebook group page after that day of action. You were so pumped. Like, you have to see this. You have to see this. So I, I can't imagine what went on. So uh, I will have to check that out. So it looked good when you were uh, telling us about what was happening without telling us what happened. So that was good. Exactly. And and actually, um, when I after I think the first game was Braves-Bulls, um, after it happened, I, I went on, like Stan said, I, I said, you guys got to check this out. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, I mean, you can tell by the headline who had won. And uh, Richie texted me. He's like, just just say it was the greatest game ever. You don't have to say what happened. That will get them there. And, and I agreed with him. So um, uh, after the Reds-Indians game, I just said, guys, go watch this. You, you have you have to see this. And then about an hour later, I, I posted the headline. But, yeah, really exciting games. Yesterday's Game 5 was uh, very good as well. Uh, but Wednesday the 6th will go down as uh, probably the most exciting uh, day that I've re- we've ever presented here in the Utopian Baseball Universe. All right, you can see Stan wearing his Mets cap. I'm wearing my Brewers cap today. Uh, Stan, uh, what is the buzz in the New York, New Jersey area about who's going to be managing or even running uh, the Mets in 2022. I know Theo's out. Yeah, Theo uh, came and went within a day. It was amazing. Everyone thought that he was going to be the leading candidate, and now he's out. Uh, But it changes from day to day, and uh, they got all kind of names out there. I mean, even like ex-Met players are under consideration per the media, but you can't always go by what the media has because they have quick and bait articles all the time. So who is, I think Billy Bean is probably their leading candidate right now, but from what I hear, Billy has some kind of a sweetheart deal with uh, Oakland where he's actually part of ownership. So he gets paid very handsomely. Uh, by being an owner in that, they gave him ownership stake. So I don't know if the Mets, I don't know if Steve Cohen wants to get someone tied in who's going to be running the ball club, also be on the ownership side. 
That remains to be seen. But uh, they do have to go for someone who, I, this is my own personal belief, has to believe in old school med baseball where it's pitching and you bring people up through the farm system. Uh, and that's how you win. I mean, just look at Tampa Bay. They're the perfect example. They made true trades, not the biggest blockbuster trades. But more importantly, they developed a lot of ball players through their farm system. And even the Dodgers, with all the money they've spent, how many of their players are through their farm system. So, like I said, the one thing you don't want to do is give up your... And we got some good guys supposedly in the farm system now. So hopefully they stick to that philosophy that you build from within and don't spend money like drunken sailors on a weekend. That's the only guy that I'm really looking forward to is to make it an organization because I always say that the players that are going to bring you to the promise land in the long run are the ones you cultivate through your own farm system. For some reason, I'm not a big fan of free agency. I think sometimes it helps win one pennant a year, but does it continue on with a winning um, organizational model? I'm not so sure. But that's all I I have no idea, like everybody else here, who that may be for manager, who that may be for uh, general manager. But it looks like they definitely wanted the manager gone because that didn't take long. As soon as the season was over, he was told, watch the door behind you as he was going out. So uh, they definitely want a different approach. What it is, I have no idea. Anyone in particular you would be looking for either way for manager or general manager? Well, the, the name uh, that I'm hearing, actually, I, obviously Billy Bean's name is being mentioned, and, and I think that would end up being a package deal if, if Bean were to come. Obviously, I think he brings Melvin. But uh, the other name I'm hearing, uh, because I live here, is David Stearns. David Stearns runs the Brewers. Um, and actually, I, I believe the Mets uh, asked uh, Milwaukee for permission to talk to Stearns last year, and they said no. Uh, but I'm hearing they're probably going to ask again. I actually read something really interesting last night, and I don't know, again, what the source was, if it's credible or not, uh, the idea of the Mets uh, offering, I guess they have a catcher uh, in their farm system. I, I don't know if he's like top five or top ten prospects. If you're talking about Alvarez, he's there. Yeah. He, he's, um, he can hit like hell, too. And he's good okay. defensively. So if he's being involved as bait to get Stearns, I mean, uh, it'd be interesting to see if they give him up because this may be the best hitting prospect they've ever had as a catcher in the minor leagues. But again, you uh -huh. don't know until they get to the major leagues. So that would be interesting if something like that's happening. And, and I can't think, I've heard of, you know, um, managers being you know quote traded or whatever but i've never heard of a prospect being traded for a general manager so i think that would be unique in major league history and i know as a as a brewers fan that uh the stern's hire for the mets would be amazing because i mean look what the brewers have done in their first uh let's see this team goes back to 1970 so from 1970 to 2007 uh, so for 38 seasons, we had uh, two, I want to say, yeah, two postseason births, 81 and 82. And then uh, since 2008, uh, we were there in, in eight, 2011, and under Stearns the last four seasons. Um, I'm not sure how many major league teams, uh, I, would, I would imagine the Dodgers are one of them, uh, and possibly the Yankees have been in the postseason the last four seasons. Um, it's it's unreal. The Mets have never been 
to the playoffs three straight seasons. <laughs> and the Brewers have four straight. So I think Stearns uh, would be interesting. I, I haven't heard other names as far as general manager. Um, but as far as manager, I think I think you and I would both agree it's got to be this time around someone that has experience and has done it before and has won a little bit. So uh, Melvin makes sense. Buck Showalter's name has been thrown out there. Uh, one name that I haven't seen on any of these, uh, you know, they're interested type things is uh, Mike Sosha, I think, would be a good fit. I know he broke our hearts in 1988, so he owes us, you know. Yeah, well, he, he managed, I think he managed the uh, Olympic team to a gold medal, I think. Or was it this year he was the manager and they went to silver, I forget. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Scotia is a well-respected baseball man. Uh, but, yeah, I, my top choice would be Bob Melvin. And as far as David Stern's concerned, yes, he would. After all the dust settled, it seemed like Stern was number one on their radar. So I think they would be willing to make some type of deal. And uh, that's been discussed in the media outlets here that the Mets would probably have to give up something. Uh, but Alvarez would be a pretty big give up for uh, general manager. So I'm not sure if that's the route they're going to go on that. Give up a big prospect. I would rather give up an everyday player. That's usually been the norm that's already established in the major leagues. So someone that you know... Uh, could probably fill a bill. I mean, Milwaukee's talented. Milwaukee is the perfect example of what the Mets could be. I mean, you have that starting rotation the way they are right now, and that's that's the way you win these days. I mean, they're a threat in the in the playoffs because of the fact they have those three starters and the great bullpen and everything going in there. And in the long run, that's how you're going to win a World Series. And you can you can annihilate teams like the Yankees do or the Red Sox do every year. Uh, offensively and win your 100 games, 95 games. But in the playoffs, it comes down to pitching. So, and I think we'll see this year's World Series winner be one of the teams that has great pitching. So that's why, in a, in a way, I'm kind of picking my table as uh, either consisting of Tampa Bay, the Dodgers, uh, Milwaukee, or uh, Houston. Chicago has a great rotation. They have a great bullpen, too. And the only reason why I don't include the White Sox on my table, I think eventually they will be the most talented team in the American League, and they probably are right now, just due to the inexperience factor. I think sometimes you have to suffer a little defeat to really get your act together and start clicking. And I think they're running into a team this year with, with Houston uh, that has a lot of chip on their shoulder, and they've been a core element now for a while, and I think they're hungrier. And I think... On paper, it's probably an even matchup. I think Houston just has uh, the veteran uh, leadership right now and the past experience of playing in the playoffs to knock off the White Sox. But those would be my four teams. Uh, and like I said, in the beginning of the year, I had the Yankees and the Dodgers, so the Yankees are gone. But my second team after that was the White Sox. But I still think Astros have a chip on their shoulder for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but they just seem like they want to win it. And uh, after the Dodgers, the Brewers would probably be my second choice just due to pitching, although they have to get past San Francisco, and that's going to be one hell of a series. So I don't know who your table would be right now, but that would be my table. So, I mean, there's a, I, you know, there's a difference between like who I'm rooting for and who I think is going to win. Uh, but in looking at some of these series, Astros, White Sox, uh, my 
preseason prediction was uh, the Mets and White Sox, so I'm sticking with the White Sox here. Uh, Rays and Red Sox, uh, I think the Rays are going to win, but I, uh, you know, traditionally there's a family tie to Boston, so um, it's hard for me to root against the Red Sox in a series like this. Dodgers-Giants, I think I'm just watching it. I think, you know, is this the first time in history that we have two 105-win teams yes, it is. facing in this round? I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I guess if I had to choose, I'm going to I'm gonna root for the Giants just to do, you know, something uh, different, although the Giants have won three championships in the last uh, 11 years. And then, obviously, I'm rooting for the Brewers over the Braves. Uh the, of note in the series, it's the Braves' first postseason game in Milwaukee since the 1958 World Series. Wow! Uh, when they when they faced the uh, Yankees. Wait, can you run that by me again? It's the sure. first. So the the Atlanta Braves today are playing their first postseason oh, game. I got you. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it. It, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, uh, I've been—you've accused me of this uh, in the past before, and you've been correct on saying it. You've actually already answered my five questions. So, uh, I, I, I <laughs> how does it feel there, Bucko Buckles? <laughs> I know I'm such a jerk. Uh, I'm going to improvise, though. We're going to—you're not off the hook. We're going to give right. you five bonus questions. The question—the questions basically were going to be: Who do you have in each series? Who, who do you have taking it? But. We're gonna we're gonna do instead of a division series, um, five questions. We're gonna change it up. Uh, I can't even use these graphics anymore. But uh, here we go. Five questions for Stan. Uh, now that we know his major league picks, we're gonna have Stan his Utopian Baseball Universe picks. Uh, the first question is uh, who's gonna win between the Braves and Blue Jays series starting tomorrow, eight a.m. Well, you, it sounds like you have a big Blue Jay. I'm going to go with the public. It sounds like someone really wants the Blue Jays in there. Now, I know you did polls on who wants a win. So I'm going to side, I'm a people person. I'm a, all for democracy. So I really have no stake in any of these four teams. So I'm going to ask you to enlighten our viewers. Who was the more popular choice with the two teams? Well, when we did our polls for the uh, previous round, um, it was by far the Blue Jays. Um, Blue Jays, I think, had seven out of nine votes versus Washington. Uh, The Braves-Bulls series was pretty even. I think it was Bulls 5-3. So I'd imagine that the Blue Jays are going to win that poll. We're going to actually post those later today. Um, Question number two is uh, Padres or Reds? Well, the Reds would be a returnee, wouldn't they? So uh, yeah. I always like to see that to establish some uh, dynasty because when you look back in baseball, we always remember who wins the world championships. But the teams that can do it in multiple years, make it to the dance, the finals, the table, whatever you want to call it, are the ones that are legendary. You can go like in uh, MLB in the 70s, you had the Reds, the A's, the Yankees. People remembered the mini dynasties more so. So the Reds already were powerful in the 70s. Why not in the Utopian universe in the 20s? So I'm going to go with the Reds on that one. All right. And then uh, 
of of those remaining four teams, who uh, who's going to win it all? Who's winning the series uh, between the? Uh, I guess it would be the Braves, Braves and Blue Jays, Padres and Reds. Which of those four teams do you see walking out with a championship in season two? Well, again, this is emotional, emotional me speaking. Uh, since a lot of fans like the Blue Jays, I'll root for them to make it to the final two. Now, does the final two have its own nickname, or is it just? Uh, so we call the, the our I guess World Series. I just simply call the Utopian Baseball Universe Championship Series. Okay, you mentioned that before, and uh, I'd like to see the Reds in there. But since I'm a nationally guy, I'll go with the Reds on this one. All right, question number four. Um, I read this uh, in, I, I think it must have been Facebook or Twitter yesterday. Um, have you heard that Pepsi is introducing a baseball-themed flavor? That's all right. That's question number four. Have you heard what the flavor is? No, I have not. No, I have not. All right. I, I'm, I'm unaware of this altogether. I'm going to share it with you. So question number four is, have you heard it? The answer is no. Um, I asked my mom the same question yesterday. I said, okay, Pepsi is introducing a baseball-themed flavor. Do you want to guess what it is? And she said nachos. It's not nachos. Hmm. Uh, They are introducing Cracker Jack-flavored Pepsi, but the catch is it's not going to be available to buy in stores. You have to go to Twitter or TikTok and sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and then tag the whatever their marketing slogan is and i think that starts today so the question is would you try cracker jack flavored pepsi i think i already have because i've been at ball games or at home where i've actually dropped cracker jack in pepsi and it's not (laughs) only not only does the cracker jack start tasting like pepsi it tastes like pepsi cracker jack but it's a unique experience if you haven't tried it try it at home but kids out there if you do this make sure your parents are around because when you drop the cracker jack inside a soda it starts fizzing and it, it's a unique experience it's almost like watching i don't know popcorn pop but even more unique in that regard so i actually have tasted cracker jack that's been drenched with soda so yes i would try to see if it does capture that same unique taste as cracker jack that's already been deluged with pepsi uh, I've decided last night that I'm going to record me singing. I want to win this soda. I want to try it. They only have like 2,000 12-packs to give away. So I'll be doing that today on both TikTok and Twitter. Maybe I'll post that to the group. Uh, Stan, thanks for always making Fridays fun here. Uh, when I do your show on Monday, we're gonna, uh, we'll are gonna we talk about the weekend. Uh uh, with the division series and the, uh, the the table series kicking off, so as always, thank you to Stan. And uh, again, uh, no no more uh, games today. But at four fifteen central, uh, my guests will be Sal Tartaglia, Mark Mancini, and Marianne Castello. They have a show debuting in the Philadelphia market called Liberty Bell Smack. It's going to be a radio show. We're going to have them on to talk about it at 4.15 today, Uh, so check that out. And then um, I'll be with Stan again Monday at 7.30 on Baseball, the Way of Life. And again, if you're a member of this group and you're not a member of Baseball, the Way of Life, I don't have any time for you. 
This man right here, this guy, am I doing this right? This guy right here runs the finest baseball group on the planet, Baseball Away of Life. You have to, you have to check it out. I don't know why my voice is cracking here. It's like that Wonder Years. You're so excited. Of- you're so excited to, to say this. It's it's amazing. Either that or you're bullshitting one or the other. But, uh, <laughs> but I do oh, appreciate yeah. it. Do appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Uh, so, Stan, uh, thanks again for being here. Uh, we'll see you again Monday. And uh, everyone else in the universe, have a great weekend. We'll see you at 4.15 with uh, the folks from Liberty, Liberty Bell Smack. Uh, Sounds good. Take care. And uh, we'll see you Monday, Stan. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right.